My squad stays on point, y'all. It is going down on a Saturday morning. This is your boy, Rashawn Myers, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. And I am so excited to be in the building this morning. Uh, just a, let, let me tell y'all something. It is an absolutely perfect day outside. Like, And when I say perfect day outside, it's... Like, it was so nice driving over here. I almost just wanted to just drive by the studio and, like, I don't know, go somewhere and just stay out. In it. I mean, it is so nice outside right now. But we have so much to get into today. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm very interested to see how this show goes. Sometimes I have a great plan for how the day is going to go and, and, you know, everything that we're going to talk about. And I know the subjects that we're going to talk about, of course, University of Louisville uh, basketball is still um, hot and heavy in the portal, trying to figure out somebody who uh, uh, they can fill these last three scholarship spots. And we're going to talk about that. We, of course, are less than one week out from the uh, spring game for Louisville football. Um, so, of course, uh, the guys are back out on the practice field for a uh, – a uh, uh, open practice last night. Uh, got, got some new guys out there. Pierce Clarkson uh, made his debut actually uh, out there getting some work in with the quarterback. So that's awesome. We're going to talk about that. Of course, NBA playoffs uh, are now uh, just about set. Uh, of course, you had the um, – uh, the the couple of the the, the last couple playing games uh, in the East and West last night. So now we know who is playing who for sure. Uh, so we're gonna get into that. Cannot wait to see Donovan Mitchell get out there. So I mean, we have a lot of talk, stuff to talk about. Uh, Lamar Jackson has a new weapon. If he decides uh, that he's no longer upset with the Ravens, it seems like the Ravens are finally trying to get some act right. Um, so uh, you know, we have so many things to talk about. But while we do. We don't. And the reason why we don't is uh, while there is so much going on, uh, you know, in, in the uh, with the, the transfer portal and, and all those types of things, uh, there's not necessarily uh, one overriding uh, situation that uh, 
has developed for Louisville. Like it's been a little bit quiet, but I, I we have a call calling into the uh, uh, Wake Up Five Hundred Two Buzz line, so we're gonna go ahead and bring them in uh, right now. Uh, caller, who's on the line? I have a guess about who this is. Caller, with me? Oh, well, they hung up. See what I'm saying? I, I'll try to get right to them off the jump. They give the call, and then nobody's there. Come on. So, so since the caller wanted to already hop in there, if you want to get involved, 502-384-1450 is the way you get involved on the show. Um, that is the Wake Up 502 buzz line. Uh, you can also get involved on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Uh, you know, so if you want to get out there, if you hear uh, or want to discuss anything that you hear this morning or you want to take the show in a completely different uh you know down a different road street path avenue feel free uh so so text in give me a call um i would love to hear from you uh and you know as i said like it's very interesting because you know I, while <laughs> people that, that that listen to me on twitter um and that's at rashan that's r-a-a-s-h-a-a-n they know that I had, you know, nobody enjoyed what happened last year uh, with the University of Louisville basketball team, um, of course. And, you know, Louisville and Kenny Payne and staff have gotten off to a good start um, with trying to reshape the roster and reshape the team and what Kenny feels um, like is, you know, guys with a better fit. We've seen a lot of guys move into the transfer portal. Um, we saw some some guys pop in there. Um, got a new rim protector in Dennis Evans, which they made official this week, which is awesome. Uh, they also got a talent in Trenton Flowers, who reclassified from the class of 2024. Uh, Five-star in the class of 2024. High four-star in the class of 2023. Uh, but still a very, very talented young man at 6'8". Um, who's a, you know, he, he considers himself a guard. We'll see. I, I you know, guard, wing forward, uh, you know, whatever you want to call him. I, I think he's more of a wing than a guard. But, you know, Kenny Payne um, believes that, that he's good enough to play, uh, as he said, the one, the two, and the three. Um, we'll see. I mean, if, if he can, that would be amazing. Uh, that, that would be awesome. I, I like to err on the side of you know that there's not been very many guys that are six six plus that can play the one the two and the three like at at a, at a efficient starting in the power five level over the last twenty years but hopefully uh, Trenton is one of those guys there's a, a definitely a lot of belief and energy that that he can get that done um, so we'll have to see on that. Um, and then, of course, they added Sky Clark, uh, the uh, point guard, former uh, number one. I believe he was the number one point guard prospect uh, when he came out in 2022. Uh, but they, of course, got him to transfer after he did a ha- you know half a year with the Illinois uh, Fighting Illini. Uh, he made the, the, the move over. Um, so <clears throat> you had these guys come in. Uh, and that was awesome. Uh, and, of course, they added, of course, uh, Emmanuel Corfor midseason, <clears throat> as well as getting the uh, commitment from uh, Karan Davis, the 6'7 uh, combo guard out of California. Uh, so, you know, th- they've done some things to make adjustments and alterations to uh, the roster. But, of course, there were still a ton of questions about the guard position, there were still a ton of positions about, uh, or a, a ton of questions about depth as well as experience. 
uh, in, as far as, you know, having enough guys out there that can handle the ball. Um, you know, is, is Louisville going to go out there with all of the success that we have seen with veteran transfers in new places, helping teams to make big-time pushes in the NCAA tournament? And, and you know, my question was, um, you know, is, is Kenny Payne and Nolan Smith and Danny Manning and Josh James and all those guys, you know, were they watching what was successful in the NCAA tournament? And would that kind of, I don't know if I'd say sway their thinking or um, help them, you know, give some ideas into what they need to be successful? Um, you know, I, I, I think that was the, the question. But, you know, I, I, I just I don't know if um, – I just I don't know at this point what's happening now. Of course, we remember that a couple of weeks ago, Nolan Smith came out and said he has some some big time names uh, that are going to be coming out in the uh, uh, that that we're going to be coming out here soon. Uh, you know, some some guys that were going to be making some decisions, some big names that were going to be a part of Louisville basketball. He just couldn't say anything about it yet, and you know, by by saying that, he didn't necessarily say. Um, it was going to be for this year upcoming. Was he talking about the class of 2024? Guys like Carter Bryant, Carter Knox, and others, um, you know, kind of just left it open. But the interesting thing is since he said and made that comment, uh, I can't remember if it was three weeks ago, four weeks ago, but since he made that comment, literally there's been like no news, like at all. And that, that's where I am – at a bit of a loss. Uh, I, I don't know what's happening. Um, of course, all of our fans are very, very um, excited to see what the next chapter looks like. Coming off, of course, a, a bad season, um, you know, it, it's it's natural to want to, you know, turn the page and get as much momentum flowing. And that momentum was definitely there early with the commitments of Evans and Flowers, uh, as well as, um, uh, you know, um, uh, excuse me, uh, the the, the uh, Scott Clark. Sorry about that. Um, you know, and, and you got that early momentum. But the question is where they go next. Um, and since then, there has not been a lot of – additional conversation so you know I, I do think that um we are in a very very delicate spot right now uh with Louisville basketball um you know I, I did question last week whether um Kenny Payne making that decision to go over to Africa um and spend 10 days in the motherland was the best when you had the heat and, you know, the, the biggest – it seemed like there was a lot of activity in the transfer portal and there was a lot of guys making visits and a lot of people doing a lot of different things, uh, you know, and, and I think because he made that decision to do that and then you see guys like Khalif Battle committing to Arkansas and you see, um, you know, Arkansas in with another uh, several guys, Tyler Perry – who was a guy who, uh, you know, Louisville fans started to get a little bit excited about. Um, he's now visiting Arkansas as well. So, you know, you see all these guys that were setting up biz visits and ultimately uh, committing other places um, that, you know, folks had hoped that Louisville could get on and Louisville was on early lists. You do have to wonder um, if Louisville and Kenny Payne was maybe in the country 
making in-home visits and trying to set up some of these things and being really active with several prospects that maybe some of these guys would have been heading Louisville's way. Uh, Haven Harrington, join, join us. Haven, how you doing, brother? Man, what's going on, Rock? Man, uh, I, you know what? I, I can't complain, man. I, I'm, I'm uh, trying to figure out what's happening. Is that there's a whole lot of talk? Time out. Yes, sir. Just trust the process. No, no, I'm not trusting any process. Please look, look, look. Trust. I will turn your microphone off. The process. I will turn your microphone off, sir. I don't want to hear trust the process. I need information. Look, the only I, information you need to know is that Kenny said what he was going to do, which is flip the roster. And so far, he has done an, a great job of bringing in length and talent and size. So he has flipped the roster and improved our roster at literally almost every position, maybe except for guard. <laughs> I mean, look. No, and like I said, got off to a great start. I mean, that was that was the, that was the point. You know, like when the when things first got started, uh, when you were able to, you know, have the addition of of Dennis Evans, uh, you like that. You know, the decommitting from Minnesota and heading to Louisville. You, you get Trenton Flowers. You get Sky Clark. Like I said, all those are very good um, additions. Um, but since then, it's been super, super quiet. And, and I'm going to be honest with you, Haven. Like, the fact that Kenny Payne went to Africa, he went all the way there to see Churchill Abbas, and now we are a week removed from Kenny going there, and we haven't heard anything from Churchill yet. And that that is not necessarily a cause for concern, but you would have thought that if, you know, the, the, the coach makes a special trip all the way over to see you in the heat of transfer season and kind of makes Churchill a clear priority, that you would have thought that you would have heard something in terms of a commitment by now, right? Like when he puts that much emphasis into your recruitment, what, I mean, wouldn't you have thought that, that, that you would have heard something? Like, you know, I, I, it's not necessarily to be a, an alarmist or to – try to cause a panic, but I, I don't necessarily know if that's a good thing for Louisville's recruitment that, you know, he goes over there, sits there, watches all his games, is there front and center, and you're a week out and the kid still has not made that decision yet. That that can't make you feel comfortable, can it? I mean, it may not give it a woman fuzzies, but, you know, so far Kenny and company have, have done pretty well this offseason. And – I believe they earned just a, you know a little bit of grace for recruiting this offseason. You know, they still got three, what, three scholarships left to fill? Yes. They got three scholarships left to fill. So we'll just have to see, you know, how, how they fill them up. You know, maybe they're debating between Churchill Abbas, uh, McKenzie out of Duke, and maybe there's a, a guard or two that we don't know about. And maybe they're trying to figure out how best to utilize those those last three positions. Well, you I know, mean. And, maybe they go two guards and, and another point forward, or maybe it's two point forwards and a guard. Well, and, and you do have the, the now the factor of McKenzie, McKenzie and Baco, uh, the former Duke commitment. Um, who got uh, requested his release and received his uh, release from his national letter of intent from Duke. And there's been a lot of talk uh, by Travis Branham of 247 Sports and, and others that Louisville would seem to be a primary 
target and a primary candidate. Um, you know, now, now McKenzie is more of a combo forward. Um, you know, okay, he's listed as a power forward uh, at, at, you know, 6'8", 6'9", 6'10", kind of a, a stretch forward type of player. Um, you know, there's been a lot of conversation about him to go along with Churchill Boss. I know you said they're trying to figure out, Louisville's trying to figure out which one they want. I would definitely say that if you're going to go after these guys, um, you don't keep them on hold. Like, if they want to commit, you have to just, whoever wants, like, I would definitely say I would think it would be a first come, first serve type of deal. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be saying, well, you know what, Churchill, we don't know if we want you to commit yet. Let's just hold because we're still trying to check with McKenzie. Like, I don't think, uh, especially in the position that Louisville is in right now, that you can do that. Um, so I hope that's not the case. You know, hopefully they are just letting these guys know, look, you can commit. We want you. You know, we, we want you. You know, we want you to be a priority. I know that. Uh, and, and Texter, uh, we do have some some text in this uh, this morning already. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty to the Thornton's text line. Um, Kevin says uh, he says you um, uh, Florida State uh, has had teams with nothing but six seven and six eight guards, and they were a problem. Um, yes and no. Um, Florida State has had some very talented, uh, taller guys out there. Um, but I think that, A, um, especially uh, what I can't think of the big kid that plays for uh, the Toronto Raptors now. Um, I, the, his name escapes me. But, you know, that, that kid came in um, and he played guard basically his whole Life. Uh, I mean, but that's very, very rare that you can have a 6'9 or 6'10 kid. Like I said, I can count on my hand the number of guys that can do that at that level. And absolutely, uh, you know, that that young man uh, was very, very good. And Leonard Hamilton has had some bigger players that handled the ball uh, and were very, very good. So, yes, I'm, I definitely understand that it's possible. My question is, you know, we heard last year that Jalen Withers was going to be able to be a ball handler. And we heard that Brandon Huntley Hatfield could be a ball handler. And we, we heard all these types of things, but, you know, necessarily that didn't work out. Like it ended up being L. Ellis was the only guy that could dribble, <laughs> you know. And, and, you know, every time uh, Jalen Withers tried to dribble the ball, he turned the ball over once every four possessions. I believe it was something like that. Uh, but, you know, when, when you're doing that type of thing, it just and it, sorry, it was Scotty Barnes. Uh, Scotty Barnes played p- point guard in high school. Like literally, he was the point guard. I don't believe that Trenton Flowers uh, nor um, Karan Davis were playing that position. Mike, uh, I talked about Mike James. You know, everybody tried to say he was a guard. He literally played small forward in high school. He had never played the guard position in high school at all. Um, so, like, it's it's very rare and it's just very very difficult to do to have somebody that big that can handle the ball and handle it against college level defensive pressure and not turn it over I think that was one of the big issues is that of course we saw Louisville was turning the ball over 17 18 times a game um so you know I I think that can it be done absolutely uh but I do question if these guys have the ability to do it um Kevin did also say that McKenzie is on campus now um McKenzie and Baco, from what Travis Branham said, as of 8 o'clock last night, uh, rumors that McKenzie and Baco was on campus were not true. Um, so I am going to have to wait to see if that's 
you know, what's going on with McKenzie and Baco. Um, I know that there's definitely been some interest from the Louisville side, clearly. Of course, Nolan Smith was his primary recruiter at Duke, and I know that Louisville has reached out to McKenzie, but um, there's not been any stone-cold proof or verification that McKenzie is on campus, so I cannot say that he is here right now. Like I said, uh, as of 8 o'clock last night, Travis Branham said that he was not on a visit to Louisville. Um, So we'll have to see about that. Uh, Texter also says, Rick Moses stated yesterday that KP went to Africa and it wasn't just for a bus. Okay, well, I mean, (laughs) fine. He wasn't there just for Churchill. Guess what hasn't happened in the week since uh, Kenny Payne was over there, Haven? Nobody's committed. Like, we haven't heard anything. Like, I I mean, maybe he was looking at kids for 2024, but, I mean – I'm going to be honest with you, if I was Kenny Payne, like while I understand that you have to secure your future, I don't think you necessarily want to be buying real estate right now. I think that you need to worry about doing the best you can to put the best product on the floor this year. And and while that's fine that you want to recruit future prospects, when you have so many guys in the transfer portal that are out there making visits and making decisions, I just don't think, like, the kids that are 2024, 2025, you have a whole spring and summer to evaluate and recruit. And, like, most of those kids that are going to be making decisions for 2024, they're going to be making those decisions, like, six months from now. But when you have guys that are looking to actively transfer to schools right now, you've got to make those guys a priority if you want to get in on the best. Because we've seen clearly that the system that is going to be put in place for Louisville, you're going to have kids that – or you need to have kids that have a single one-on-one ability to make their, you know, to get by their man, make plays, get into the lane, score, or be able to pass and, and facilitate to others. Okay, so when you're going to have that type of system, you have to have the best players possible, and there's just been so many guys that are making decisions. Uh, congratulations to Josh Nickelberry, former Cardinal, um, transferred to LaSalle, was the sixth man of the year in the Atlantic 10. Uh, he just transferred and committed to Florida State. Um, so we're going to see him on the schedule next year. Um, that's awesome for him. Uh, you know, sometimes, uh, for the most part, when Louisville's had kids transfer down a level, um, it has not worked out very well. But for Josh Nickelberry, um, he definitely made the most of it, and now he gets to finish uh, his career back in the ACC, which is awesome for him. Um, but, you know, when, when guys are making decisions like that, you talk about uh, Jameer, uh, Jameer Nelson Jr., um, who, I, you know, I know Louisville wasn't mentioned a lot with him, but guys like him, these guys are making decisions. I mean, Eric Musselman, like I don't even know how many scholarships Arkansas has. Listen, it sounds like about 30. <laughs> like, they have had so many guys commit, and they're still recruiting more. Like I said, Tyler Perry is on, on a visit to Arkansas, right, you know, as we speak. Um, like, I, I, I just I, – I am very anxious. I'm very anxious, Haven. Like, I don't know why I'm so anxious, but I just want to see how this movie ends so I can have a roster – and then break it down and really start looking towards what needs to happen for Louisville to be successful this fall. 
Um, and, and, you know, like these guys that are making their decisions are a big part of that. And, and I just think that at least to this point, the focus with so many guys that Louisville wanted to get involved with, like Khalif Battle and, and others, um, I just I don't know if Louisville has done enough. I know that Kenny Payne said last year that he wanted Louisville offers to mean something to kids. So he didn't want to just spread offers to a bunch of different guys. You know, like he said that he wanted to only be very, very selective in the guys that he was recruiting um, and, and offering. But, Haven, I, I, I wonder, you know, when you're in a situation where you need bodies – and certain types of players, can you be that selective? Like, do you think that's the best way? Like, I, I just, I, I don't know. Like, Arkansas is offering everybody. Like, I, I know I keep going back to Arkansas, but honestly, like, there's like 80 kids that have in the transfer portal that had Arkansas interests or offers. Well, here, like, and we've seen them take four transfers so far since the end of the season. Well, you know, like you can be selective. You know, you can just, you know, laser target and laser focus on certain players. But you have to have that type of cachet in order to do that, right? Yeah. Like if it was a Coach K or, you know, type of coach, you can kind of laser focus in on who you want because you built up that cachet in order to do that. Um, I'm not sure if Kenny has built that type of cachet up yet in order to laser target, and I'm not sure the program – Name-wise, is where it needs to be in order to laser focus. But, you know, he can cast a smaller net, if you will. Now, maybe maybe not such a wide net. We just offer everybody. But you can cast a smaller net, I think, and be successful. And we've seen Kenny be successful so far, you know, especially early on. Uh, things have kind of stalled out a little bit. You know, we haven't kind of got all the commitments we're looking for. And I know, you know certain people out there looking for – you know, specifically, you know, looking to see what type of guards we're going to land because, you know, replacing L. Ellis is is, is going to be an uphill battle. Yeah, I mean, he, uh, he was he was the offense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because right now, Sky Clark's pretty much in the same situation that L. Ellis was in. Yeah, in terms of being kind of the only uh, highly skilled ball handler. Um, on, on the roster right now. Like you can like people want to throw out Mike James and then Hersey Miller and Trenton Flowers and Karan Davis. Like those are all like we've seen what Hersey Miller is. Hersey Miller is a three to four minute player. Well, you know, and and, and Karan Davis is an a known unknown. Yeah. I I have no idea if he can play. Yeah. I mean like I don't think Kenny Payne and those guys really know if the kid can play at this level. We're about to find out. Like we, we know he averaged twenty five points a game in the California, you know, JUCO he played in. Uh, but we just like so we just don't know how he's going to perform against much stiffer competition. You know, can he still get a shot off? Can he still dribble around guys? Can he still, you know, like score? Um, you know, things of that nature. Can he defend at this level? Because you know, you were playing guys that are your size, maybe slightly smaller, but a much quicker and, you know, a much better ball handler. Yeah, the speed the speed and athleticism is, is going to be a very stark difference. Yeah, and and it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how he, um, you know, how, 
you know, how how we can make that change, you know, how how that happens. You know, hopefully being in practice, going against guys like Trenton Flowers and Sky Clark, you know, iron sharpens iron, so to speak, to borrow a line from Cragthorpe. You know, we you know we we'll get them up to speed before the season starts. You know, we'll we'll just have to see. You know, you know we'll have to see. We we'll have to see. You know what this team looks like now that it, it looks. I w- I shall assume once we get the final roster and everything said and done, this will be a, a Kenny Payne team. His first, you know, team with all the pieces that he wants to see. Mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting to see like what. You know, if if any changes philosophical take take place, right, in its offense or defensive schemes, you know, we don't know yet. Yes, you know, it's everything's just like it's, it's just a, an, an unknown. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like the Riddler. Everything's like a giant question mark, right? Yeah, and we just have to kind of figure out, like, you know, like what happens right now. You know, I'm kind of encouraged because he does have talent. Uh, and the, for yeah, those, yeah, just yeah. FYI, for those that were wondering if Karan Davis was actually going to be a part of the roster because he was a guy that a lot of people thought that may get let go, they did announce that he did sign his national level intent. He was officially announced by Louisville this week, so he will definitely be a part of the roster in 2023, uh, just FYI. There you go. And, you know, so it would be interesting to see, like, what this looks like when, when it all shakes up. But right now, you know, you just have to wait. And, and it's, it's horrible, but you just have to wait. You have to give Kenny a little credit because he did – you know, knock out the park and, and can get, like, three great recruits to fill a lot of needs. But now you just have to wait and see, like, with these last three spots are critical. Like like I said, are you, you going to go get two more point forwards? Uh, are you going to get two guards and a point forward? Uh, is anybody going to be under 6'5"? You know, these questions, like, we, we, we just don't know. And we're just about to, we're just going to have to wait. And it's driving me crazy. It's, Haven's driving me crazy. I know it's driving I need, me crazy. I need information. I need, I need news. You know, I don't like all this quiet, you know. Like I just, there's just so, there's so many more questions than answers, and, and it's, it's just, well, you know. And, and the other problem is, is like last year didn't do any good to help bolster your confidence that even once he, even once he gets guys in here, he can coach them up, or guys that he coached up. Like Karan Davis, you know, sounds like a guy who may to be coached up, right? He's not gonna come in here with a whole lot of talent. He has a whole lot of size. Well, you have no idea what kind of talent he has. Can he be coached up? We don't know. Yeah, Emmanuel Corfor. You just don't know what he is necessarily as of yet. And then when you've added or so many. it doesn't many, matter at this point because. So many guys that play his same position. I mean, the team is full of point. You call them power forwards. I'm going to call them point forwards. Because I, I think Kenny is doing like a. Uh, his rendition of pseudo positionless basketball. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, mean, I think on the team you have a one, two, or maybe it's just literally just a two, threes, and a five. Well, I mean, <laughs> it, it, that, that's what it seems like. But you know what? Uh, go ahead. If you guys have thoughts on that, please give us a text in 502-414-1450, the Thornton's text line. Or you can give us a call, 502-384-1450 as well. This is Rashad Myers. Haven hands to take care of you. Wake up 502-96.1, and we'll be back. Genuine like pony, you wanna ride? You call me up when you're lonely. Paris Miffin, great like Tony. I'm hitting, hitting, where from? From Brentwood to San Quentin, I'ma keep rhyming. Still representing. Mr.
back, welcome back in second segment of Wake Up 502 with Rashawn Myers, a little Bone Thugs and Harmony coming back. I love that 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 whole intro to that song. It's one of my favorites, one of my favorites. Love me some Bone Thugs and Harmony. Uh, but we are chit-chatting with you guys this morning. 502-414-1450 is the text line. Of course, we're going to go uh, right back to that uh, text line. Texter says... Uh, Good morning, Wake Up 502, main event. That's our culture. He says a couple of things. Uh, number one, I'm sick of talking KP and the staff not bringing in guards. Transfer portal has come and gone. Well, I don't know if it's come and gone yet. Like, kids are still actively putting their names into the portal. I don't think it officially closes until, I believe, May 15th is when the transfer portal closes uh for for this segment so uh you know there's still guys going in there uh so there's still definitely some players that are going to put their names into the portal uh the but the issue is that the longer that you wait the quality of the player you can get continues to diminish i think guys that are your elite players are going to be the biggest dominoes as they make their decisions, as we've seen plenty of those guys making their decisions, uh, the quality of the guy that you can get is going to continue to go down. So I think that's my, my biggest thing I worry about. He says, um, uh, I'm going to set back and, and see who my next coach is going to be in 2024. Bring Jay Wright home. I mean, you know, like I said, I'm, I am not, um, I'm not going to make any uh, predictions for, for next year as of yet. Like, I can't really say anything about this team until I know who the team is. And I think that these three roster spots are super, super important. Like, I can't make any judgments on what I think this team is going to be because I think – a lot of what this team can ultimately be are going to be very dependent on who these last three positions are. And I know you have 10 guys on the roster and you would think, wow, you know, you can't say anything, but honestly, I really do. I think that who you bring in for these spots are going to greatly um, impact how this team plays. So I'm not going to say that Louisville's going to fail, that Kenny Payne is not going to be there. That's one of the things, like one of the, the texters in Haven said, man, you're just a hater. You just hate KP. <laughs> and I don't. Like at all, um, but I, I, as I've always been, I, I'm honest uh, with, with my assessments, and you know, I, I just I think that he can be successful, and I think with the guys that you have, I definitely think that Louisville's going to be better than they were last year. Like with the guys they have right now, I, I think because you have Dennis Evans. Um, oh, let's say that again. Uh, timeout, because we have to qualify better than last year. Okay, because you only won four games. <laughs> so the bar is exactly high. It means not like we're talking about we won like 17 games last year. So now we're looking at mid 20s, 25. They're going to win more than four games this year. How's that? Yes, yeah. No. <laughs> is that No, I mean this literally has to be and I, I think it's something that needs to be talked about, right? It's like what are your like your realistic expectations for you know, for this team next year, you know, based on the talent. I mean, we don't know the talent yet because the roster hasn't been finished. But, you know, just kind of like based on, you know, kind of what we've seen, it's, you know, the question is, you know, like what can we realistically hope for? Hope for and 
expect, right? Well, I mean, I think, that, and that's why I think Evans is something that I, I don't want to dismiss how important the signing of Dennis Evans was. What Dennis Evans gives you is something that Louisville has not had uh, since, um, oh, what was the big Egyptian kid's name? Uh, yeah, thank you. And I, I, I lost my mood. Um, when Anas Mahmoud was here is the last time Louisville's had a true rim protector, a guy that was a legit shot blocker, a guy who, you know, could be a, a goalie um, in front of the rim. Like, they did not, they have not had that in a while. And I don't want to dismiss how important getting a guy like that is. He can, he can erase a lot of mistakes. So just for him being on the team, um, I think Louisville's going to be better because you are going to have an element of rim protection that you haven't seen, and having a big guy like that uh, can be super important. I mean, when you're seven one, seven two, uh, you know, with a, a, a seven six, seven seven wingspan, something crazy. They said his wingspan is almost longer than everybody in the NBA outside of like four guys. Oh wow! Uh, so yeah, like he's he is going to make a humongous difference on the defensive end. Um, so I don't, don't want to dismiss that, and he's probably the main reason that I think that Louisville's definitely going to be better uh, than they were last year. Um, and then, you know, with Trenton Flowers, I know that I've continued to say he's kind of in that same range ranking-wise as Kamari Lands was, but I think the biggest difference between Kamari Lands and Trenton Flowers, while they're both similar size, um, Trenton's a lot more athletic uh, than what Kamari was, um, at least on, you know, from the film. He seems to be a lot more explosive. He seems to be a lot better balanced. He's a kid that uh, Kamari was very jump shot dependent on how he played. He was 6'7", 6'8", but played like he was 6'3", which I thought hurt him a lot because he wanted to to, um, uh, rely on his jump shot a little bit too much. Trenton definitely seems to be a much more aggressive guy going to the basket and handling the ball uh, to get to the rim. So I think his explosiveness and his athleticism is better. So I think that's going to be better as well. Um, so like I said, I do think that Louisville's going to be better than they were last year. But like you said, with only winning four games, uh, it ain't hard. <laughs> but I do think that Haven, like it's going gonna, it's gonna to come down to these last three spots on can Louisville be a team that can be a 500 team, uh, you know, or, or better and, you know, are they a team that can challenge? Like, in my personal opinion, if McKenzie and Baco is a real thing, I think you go do that. You go get that guy. Um, I would love to have Churchill a boss, but I just – I don't think – if you can get Mbako, you get him, and then you get two experienced veteran guards with those last two spots. If you can do that and you can get a couple of competent ball handlers, probably one combo guard and one true point guard – I think that would be a move to where Louisville can have an opportunity to make some noise in 2023-2024. Like that, I think that's the, the best way to go. If you go ahead and you go the route of getting M- Mbako and, uh, and uh, uh, Abbas, then you've got to get a star guard to come in here. You're going to have to have – because I think at that point you're going to probably need um, – Sky Clark and whoever you get out of the portal to play big time minutes, like 30, 35 minutes. Like you're going to need those guys to carry the water for most of those minutes because I just, I don't think that you would have enough left on the roster to be able to have the type of rotation that you want to be successful. Uh, Texter says, um, uh, football transfer portal uh, opened the other day, uh, and I'm hearing, hearing Brom is bringing in size. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, the, the, the transfer portal not only for basketball is popping, but football as well. Uh, Louisville already has 12 transfers out of the portal, uh, and Jeff Brom is definitely looking to add more. I know they had a linebacker in from uh, Jackson State. Uh, who that the, who they were looking at? I know that they've had a couple of offensive linemen. Uh, Willie Tyler, the big uh, offensive lineman out of Rutgers, has been looking at Louisville. Um, there's some other guys that are possibly looking at Louisville as well. Um, I know uh, my buddy uh, Jody Demling uh, has been. Uh, putting a lot of information out in regards to what's happening with the transfer portal. Um, Louisville already added a big offensive lineman from Virginia, 6'4", 308. Uh, John Paul Flores um, is already a part uh, of the uh, class for next year. But, yeah, I mean, your buddy's not taking no shorts, Haven Harrington. Like, he's going out in, in the portal. He's going hard. And he's trying to get everything he can right now. Well, not only is he getting everything he can, but he's filling in gaps nicely, right? He's. He's filling in spots where we sorely needed an upgrade in talent. Like when he first got here, you know, I, I believe we made the comment that, you know, one of the first things he did was he went and got some defensive help, which was exactly what we needed, right? Uh, you know, especially mm-hmm. to replace a lot of guys that that we had that we had lost. So, I mean, he once again he's 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 doing it again. He's going out, and we needed some size offensive line because, you know, Satterfield, like, you know, kind of smaller guys uh, on his offensive line. So now he's, he's, he's filling that out. Size, athleticism. Beef. He's getting backups in depth, which is exactly what you wanted to see him do. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's very exciting uh, to see what you know the way this uh, continues to fill up because I think that Louisville's going to continue to add guys, uh, you know, and, and as we see um, these spring practices come to an end, you may see another group of guys enter the portal uh, because like what happens with a lot of these guys, they go through the spring practice to kind of see where they are. You know, am I making it into the two deep? Do I have a chance to start? Um, and then kind of once a lot of those decisions are made and guys kind of get a feel for where they are, they may look to jump into the portal because they want to have a op- better opportunity to play. Um, because let's say you're at a Georgia or a Florida um, South Carolina, and you know you're a very talented kid, but you know right now it's looking like you're not running with the top two. Uh, you know, then maybe I look to jump in the portal to get an opportunity to start. So I, I think that Jeff Brom is definitely monitoring that. Offensive line is a spot where he's looking to probably add another two or three guys. I know at the linebacker spot, he's looking to add a guy or two. And then uh, in the tight end room, I know that you had a kid, um, Jim Kelly, uh, his uh, nephew, uh, came in Chad Kelly's brother of course Chad Kelly was a former quarterback at, at Ole Miss uh, he played uh, his brother plays tight end at Ole Miss as well he's in the transfer portal and he made a visit to Louisville earlier this week um, so you would definitely love uh, to add a, a kid like that to the tight end room so uh, Louisville's being aggressive and they're being very very active in the transfer portal so definitely continue uh, to look uh, look out for that uh, because there's going to be a lot of uh, other things going through uh, also Texter says lastly you got uh, go, uh, you guys going to hook me up for the derby party? Uh, last year, you guys snubbed me. <laughs> uh, Haven, did you snub him? I was on lockdown for for most of our derby festivities. Unfortunately, you didn't come out to anything. I couldn't. I, I couldn't. I couldn't get out. Uh, I, I was uh, under the weather. I was uh, got contact traced. <laughs> so my my uh, my derby. Uh, what derby? Yeah, my, my derby got cut short. You didn't show up to anything. <laughs> Nothing. 
It's me and Jerry against the world. <clears throat> it was. It, it was. I, I had to interview the Sugar Hill Gang all by myself. True. Which was okay by me. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But and you know, Franco Harris. See, I the mean, late, great Franco Harris. And of course, Warren Moon. And- you don't have to rub it in, Haven Harrington. I know. I, I know. I missed all of the interviews and the conversations the and the, the fun. temptations. <sighs> yeah, I the rock. <laughs> you just gonna you just gonna keep going, ain't you? Yeah, I'm gonna stop. He just, he just, y'all, y'all had such rock. a good time last year. Oh, we year. did. We had a blast. Like, that's the one thing about, you know, Wake Up 502 crew, main event sports show, uh, everything, you know, all the variations of, of us and what we've done over the years. Like, Derby time is, is kind of our best time and it's also kind of our season wrap up you know for our activities like of course we continue to do things i know jay has y'all need to be listening out he's going to be doing another party coming up in june so we're, we definitely stay active but derby's always kind of our crowning achievement um you know we get out there uh have a lot of conversations with a lot of the uh sports and, and celebrities uh sports figures uh, celebrity folks uh you know people in in news and, and television as well uh and it's kind of our our way to end the season with a bang uh so i i am very excited to get back out there i will not miss this year haven i'm gonna be out there i believe we're gonna have um uh, our first event coming up soon. I think we may actually have somebody calling in to, to, to talk about that also. Yeah, our first event's uh, Friday. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's time. It's ours here. You know, it's here. We, we, we of course, have the spring game coming up. Uh, you know, we have Thunder over Louisville's going to be next Saturday. Uh, we're a week out from Thunder. Um, so, it's exciting, man. Like, this is like, this is this is our time, brother. So, it's, it's time to shine. So, make sure you all are continuing to uh, uh, follow us at Rashawn, R-A-A-S-H-A-A-N, um, at uh, the Haven Harrington, at M-E Sports. Um, you know, WakeUp502.com. WakeUp502.com. Check out everything. We're going to have plenty of pictures. We're going to have interviews. We're going to have all types of good stuff going on. And, uh, you know, and why are you checking out WakeUp502.com? Please consider becoming a, a patron of the show, right? Absolutely. So, yes. so, so we can definitely be on here every week, breaking it down to you raw and unfiltered, just giving you the truth every Saturday from nine to eleven. Now make that happen. Go to wakeup502.com, become a patron. Hey, and I also want to just let everybody know, man. If you ever, I, I, and I want to put this out for 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 young people or people that are interested in, in the. Uh, uh, radio business, man. If you ever want to come in and intern, like uh, you know, like I continue to tell folks, I'm not only uh, the host of the show, but I, I run the board. So I, I do all of the board operations, uh, run all the commercials, do all that good stuff for the show. So if you're ever interested in interning, learning the board, learning that skill, um, I would definitely love uh, to have someone come in and just kind of show you the ropes. If you if you want to learn a little bit about the business, um, you know, or like I've, I've always say if you ever want to come in and be a part of the show if you think that you want to take your turn and step up to the plate and get on that microphone i would love to have you um that that's one of those things that i always try to uh, reach out to folks uh, so if you know best way to get me uh shoot shoot me a message on uh on twitter uh you can find me on there uh shoot me a dm and i'd love to chat with you uh, like you get it like you get you that because i always like to give back haven harrington uh, I'm, I'm a man of the people so I'm always trying to give back. I'm not just out here for myself. I know there are certain places that say never have anybody on the microphone that's better than you uh, because they may try to take your job or end up, uh, you know, outshining you. I don't believe in that. Well, lucky for us, we believe in in the Wu-Tang theory of MCing. 
Duel the Iron Mike. Absolutely. Bring it on. I, I, I believe scared money don't make money, so I'm never afraid of anybody getting on a mic with me. So if you want to come in and, and take that challenge, I am here for it. I'm here for all of that. Um, so, you know, definitely reach out to me. Reach out to Haven um, if you want to get involved, if you want to be a patron, if you want to anything. We're all about it. You know, if you have, um, you know, anything you have, we're always big into charity uh, you know, to charity organizations, charitable events. If you have anything going on, um, you know, we'd love to, to help get the, the uh, word out on that as well. Um, so I, I'd love to, to help in any way uh, that I can. Uh, back to the uh, text line. This was hilarious. Uh, Red Zeppelin sent this in. Red actually sent this message. This is why I appreciate my people. This man sent this text in at 7 o'clock this morning, Haven Harrington. He was ready. Literally before the show got started. And Red said, Rashawn, do you think Haley Van Lith is transferring to rest her left arm? Arm, And he sent me a screenshot of uh, the box score for all of the, uh, the, the field goal attempts for the Louisville Cardinals last year. Haven Harrington? Yep. Could you would you like to take a, ga- a guess at how many field goal attempts Haley Van Lith had last year for Louisville? Percentage wise or number wise? Number wise. Just throw a number out there. How many shots do you think Haley took last year? Uh five hundred. Higher. A thousand? <laughs> Not a thousand. Six hundred and twenty three field goal attempts last year. Jeez. Haley took 623 shots last year. Second most shot attempts on the team, Chrislin Carr with 358. Oh, good Lord. (laughs) Haley Van Luth took almost 300 shots more than the second most active shooter on the team. Like, and this is where I I truly believe that when I say that I don't know why Haley Van Lith would leave a situation where you had a coach in Jeff Walls, bless his heart, that basically let Haley do whatever she wanted. <laughs> and those numbers bear it out. I mean, 623 field goal attempts. Goodness gracious. Red, I appreciate the text this morning, but that is just insane. And, and, you know, I was very critical about the fact that I didn't think that you could really run your offense through a uh, 5'7 guard. That was a volume shooter because I just thought that it just makes your offense inefficient. It's it's great when she's on, you know, and, and hitting shots, but when she's not, your offense does not look good at all. I, I definitely thought that they should have done more to kind of work through the post and give Olivia Cochran the ball and let her kind of be the spear, uh, the tip of the spear. I thought that would have been better, but you know, two walls is. You know, he wanted to, to, to let Haley do her thing. I, I commend him for doing, you know, he figured out a way to get that team to the Elite Eight, and they were a game away from a Final Four. Um, but, yeah, 623 shot attempts. Good. That's Oogly, crazy. Oogly, that's a lot. <laughs> that is, that's Russ Smith-esque. Russ Smith, that's more like uh, L. Ellis. <laughs> right. L. Ellis and, and Haley Van Lith have some tired right arms. <laughs> or or let let Ellis has a right arm, Haley has a left arm because of course she's a lefty. <laughs> but yeah, I appreciate that. But yeah, she she uh, I I don't know where her next spot is. I don't know where she's going to next. Uh, but wherever she is, I hope they got plenty of ice because uh, 
Uh, Haley gets some get gets those shots up, man. My goodness. But I tell you what, we are already to the top of the hour, man. Uh, we're gonna go ahead take this break. Uh, when we get back on Wake Up 502, we have plenty, plenty more. Looking for your calls, your text 502-384-1450 is the call in line. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We'll be back on Wake Up 502 on the Big X. Welcome back in hour number two. Wake up 502, Big X Sports Radio. It's going down, a little big pun coming back off the break. Uh, we're going to go ahead and head right back to the Wake Up 502 buzz line. I believe I got my buddy Jay Has calling in. Jay Has on the line. Let's get Jay on here. Jay, how you doing this morning, brother? Doing fine, sir. Doing fine. Doing fine. How you doing today? Man, I can't complain, man. It's a bit. It is a, Jay, let me tell you something. I was riding in. And it was absolutely a perfect day. Coming across the bridge here to beautiful southern Indiana, man, and it was going down this morning. I, I, I almost didn't want to go in the house, man. I didn't want to go in the house. Mother Nature's so beautiful, isn't she? I'm telling you, it's a perfect day. It's an absolute and speaking, perfect day. Speaking of beautiful, less than a week away is one of the biggest fundraiser and galas of Derby Weekend, the Down Syndrome. Yes. Rashawn, I mean, you wouldn't get no bigger than that. Yes, yes, absolutely. I, you know, me and Haven were talking about it in the last segment. You know, this is uh, when we like to get out and get active. And, and, and you know, the, all these great charitable organizations, uh, you know, have these galas that, that we try to uh, attend and, and highlight and, and put that on. So it's getting going, right? It's coming up for first once. It's Friday, right? Yeah, it's Friday. It's Friday. Ms. Karen, welcome to uh, 96.1. Good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you for welcoming me. Yes, ma'am. Tell us, tell us a little bit about Down Syndrome and tell us about one of the biggest prestigious uh, events coming up next Friday night. Uh, well, Down Syndrome of Louisville is, it takes care of uh, Southern Indiana and uh, the Kentucky area, so Kentuckyana area. Um, we serve um, from the youngest of uh, children with Down Syndrome to the oldest. Um, we try and have programs for everyone. Um, and this fundraiser, the Gala Gala, that is this Friday, April 21st, at 6 p.m. in our new exciting location at the Golf House, um, helps to raise that money so that we can continue our programming and, reg- and regional outreach. So um, it takes money. So it takes money every day to keep this thing moving. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. It, every day it takes money to keep our doors open and keep it going, and to for us to be able to support our members, the way that they just absolutely deserve, um, it, it takes it takes a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Rashawn? 
Yeah, yeah, Miss Karen, and just to, to you know, Gallup Gala is definitely one of our favorite events. Uh, you know, we have been uh, consistent supporters and uh, uh, you know attenders of the uh, great event. Just kind of talk about uh, you know, I, I don't know if there's any secrets to what's going on. Well, what can we look forward to? It's awesome to hear that it's going to be down at the Gold House this year, an absolutely beautiful venue. Uh, always one of the showpieces for the city, uh, especially during Derby time. What do you guys have up for? for the event coming up Friday? Um, well, we have the uh, crashers that are going to perform. We're going to have a live and silent auction. We're going to have a bourbon pool, um, which is, we've got about 150 bottles to pull from with lots and lots of awesome bourbons. Um, one of our live auction, uh, I'm sorry, yes, one of our live auction items is the Blanton's Derby. So it's uh, all eight bottles selling out Blanton's. Um, mm. We have, of course, as if you've ever been, and I'm, I'm sure that you have, you have, the atmosphere of being around our members and them being um, yes. highlighted as celebrities, the atmosphere of the night, you cannot, um, you can't be mad, you can't be sad, it's, it's just you're on cloud nine because everyone else is. Um, uh, we should have a lot more room and lots more space. It should be a great, uh, fun dancing um. Yep, <laughs> I can keep going on and on. Oh, I um, oh, oh no, I, I remember um, when we, when you guys had it down at the um, convention center, um, and, and uh, you guys had all the artwork um, that that was done by by several of the young folks uh, that you guys highlight, and they had all their artwork out there, uh, and it was just absolutely amazing. The energy in the building, it is like you said, it's the the, the, the good feelings and and the awesome time. It, it is always an amazing, amazing event. Um, one of my favorites, if not my favorite event of the whole Derby season, um, is the Gallup Gala and what you guys do for Down Syndrome of Louisville. Um, if, if I know the tickets are just about, uh, I know they're going like hotcakes. So, it, you know, mm -hmm. for what you guys have left, A, are there still tickets available? And how can folks get down there if they want to get involved as well as donate to you guys' great organization? So tickets are still available, and we also have a lounge ticket option. So say you don't want to come for the whole event, which is uh, from 6 to 12. Um, maybe you just want to come for the late night. Um, there is a lounge ticket option. Um, so it's called our Taste of the Gala. Um, but you go to gallopgala.com and click um, buy tickets now. There we go. Does um, Raven have a question? Oh, and, and when's also a good place for our listeners to donate to to Down Syndrome of Louisville? Because you guys, like, do such great work. I don't think people understand just, like, like, you're there from birth until you're needed, until you're not needed anymore, like, from from, yeah. from, from, from start to finish. And that is just so yeah. amazing to have services wrapped around somebody's entire life. Like you said, it's expensive. It's not, this is something that's not cheap to do, but it's something that's sorely needed. So if we have any listeners out there that want to donate, where can they donate? Um, well, they can also donate to Downstream uh, of Louisville at dsoflu.org, and our donate button is at the top of our page. There we go. There we go. Um, and, of course, if you want to sponsor any of our events, of course, there, we have lots of opportunities, and check it out at dsoflu.org. Uh, we always want extra sponsors. Um, we have lots of events going, uh, that come through the year, 
um, gala is one. We have a wonderful golf event in case there's um, more people who are golfers than galaers. So we like have that and that, you know, you could be a whole sponsor um, and that sort of it. Um, so please check us out. We would love the support um, and we'd love for everyone to get the fun atmosphere of our gala gala. Ms. Campbell, one more question. That uh, a few years ago, I had the opportunity and made a sports show with Sean and Hayden. I had to partake in and bring one of the biggest uh, fighters across this country, Amanda Holyfield. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a huge surprise to the young people and to some of the uh, family members of uh, Down Syndrome. That was probably one of a huge event. But speaking of celebrities, these young people are the celebrities. Absolutely. They are the celebrities of the night. Absolutely. Well, I guess they tickle the pink, and they do so many entertaining things that they do. They're so creative, and, and me and Rashawn Haven love taking pictures and being a part of these young people, and plus being a part of a great foundation and, and, and good people there at the uh, Gallup Gala and Down Syndrome. We really appreciate you guys. You, your work is not done in vain, and we want to support you. I got Mr. Uh, Tim coming on tomorrow on my station tomorrow. And uh, we're going to laugh a little bit. We're going to get a little bit of history about some more about Down Syndrome. But we really appreciate you taking your time out of your busy day on this beautiful Saturday morning. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having us on this show. Ms. Karen, do you have any last uh, any last closing remarks? Um, check out GallupGala.com. There we go. GallupGala.com. Rashawn Haven. It's always a beautiful time. It's always a great time with you guys, and thank you so very much. Absolutely. One of the baddest sports shows in town. I'm sorry <laughs> to get with you guys in the sport today, but there's more business going on right now with the Dallas Center. They're trying to support a great cause. Absolutely. I appreciate it, Jay. Thank you so much, Ms. Cannon. Can't wait to see you guys next Friday. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right, there we go. All right, Ms. Cannon, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. There we go. So, hey, I'm telling you, it's going down next Friday. Gallup Gala is a all is it's a wonderful kickoff to to Derby. Uh, you know, of course, uh, Louisville's going to have their their spring game that day. Uh, then you're going to have the, the the Gallup and everything that's going on with that. Uh, so, Haven, I mean, it's always an awesome time. Like, I, it's one of my favorites. I mean, you just can't beat. It. I mean, that's going to be a phenomenal day, and it's in a phenomenal event. I mean. You really have to come out and hang out with us because we have so much fun at the Gallup Gala. You know, we have been several years and we've done everything we can, you know, to help support everything that, that happens with Down Syndrome of Louisville. And we want you guys to come out and support as well. This is a great organization. And, and like I said, you know, there's, there's not too many organizations out there that actually take care of folks their entire lives. Yes, their entire life, anything they could possibly need. Like, if they want to be independent, help them be independent. Uh, you know, medical care, anything they could possibly anything, think anything. of. They take care of it. And it's such a great organization. And we want our listeners to come out there, hang out with us, have fun, and support a good cause. Absolutely. So, so de- definitely go out to gallopgala.com uh, or uh, d- uh, d- donate at dsoflou.org. Um, so just make sure you get out there. Like, like I talked about with Main Event Sports Show and Wake Up 502, we are always very, very passionate about so many great local charities. Um, and, you know, we, we, we put our we put our. Uh, when, when, when I say uh, you all know the tagline of more than just talk, this is what we're talking about. It's, it's about the people. 
It's about, uh, you know, it's definitely bigger than sports. It's definitely bigger than rivalry. It's bigger than any of that. Uh, taking care of people, taking care of each other um, is always a huge, huge part of what we do. So definitely thank Miss Karen for that and uh, Down Syndrome of Louisville uh, for all they do. But I tell you what, Haven, we're going to get right back to the phone line. We got our buddy Wayne on the line. Wayne, how you doing this morning, brother? Man, good morning, Sean, and you and Brother Haven. How you doing, you know, man? Always, man, I'm always doing good when I hear you guys. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> what, what, what you got for me this morning? What's going on? What is well, on Wayne's mind this morning? Well, you you know me. I, I'm 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 going to be a, a, a somewhat cynical, but precise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everybody, you know how folk do. They get up up in arms about these guards. First thing I'm going to say is this. Kenny Payne, they will get the guard that they need. All these high-profile guards, two things happen. It, it ain't about NIL, because whoever's got the money. What it is, some of them are divas. They want to know they they want to know they're going to be guaranteed minutes, and they're going to the main thing they want to be guaranteed they're going to start. You're not going to start. If if you come in and you prove that you're the best, you get the position. But I'm not going to promise you that. Period. I don't care who you are. And mm-hmm. I don't and, and one of the things one of the things I always look at, I don't go on reputation. I don't care what you did at another school. I don't care what you did in high school. When you come a new coach, a new system, if you prove you the best, you are that, then you get it. I don't have a problem letting you have if you earn it. But I'm not gonna give it to you. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what that's what you're running into. So I, I that's why I don't I don't trip on these guys. And 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 I and as I had told you once before all the guys that turn down Louisville, I don't care where they go, but I bet you this, they don't win no Final Four. <laughs> I told you that. I don't yeah. care who it is. I don't care who it is. But they, they will get they will get the guard that they need, and, and they, they're going to move on. So they, they're going to be doing fast. But then what I would like to see, though, uh, you know, it's, it's been alluded to the three players, you know, Abbas, uh, uh, Mbako, yeah. and one outstanding guard. It don't have to be a guard that's got the right attitude that that, that will understand his role. And Kenny Payne gonna tell him straight straight up what it is. Either you can deal with that or you can't. That's why it's not really hard to get that person, but you just gotta find them. And like I said, every day is somebody that comes in the portal. Every day, different. It, it's plenty of folk, the, but you just gotta get the one that's gonna fit your problem, fit what you wanna do. And I'll say this. If they get that, well, I don't know if when they get that person, it's gonna be it's gonna be good, and and they're gonna they're gonna do they're gonna do great work. That that's what I see. So I, that's why I don't worry about these guys. The people they they, they and everybody. Well, Arkansas just I don't care what Arkansas did. did, did go back. Let's go back. Arkansas had all those high profile guards when they got in trouble. What They got blown out. Got embarrassed. So I don't want to hear nothing about that. Nothing. It, 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 and like you now, we we talked about that one guard that that really showed me he was all that. Now that guy, I wouldn't I wouldn't have a problem when he he was coming to start. The little guy that played for K State. Oh come on, <coughs> Marquise Noel. Yeah, he was all that. Yeah, and the guy, the, 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 the many field that the guy that's going to argue, it's good. But out of out of all of them, I've seen that. I you know you and I look at it closely. But he was one of the best ones I've seen all year long. Yes. The guy from K-State. That boy was all in. Only, only thing, and, and it wasn't really a, 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 
a determined. He was short, but he could ball. Yes, he could ball. He he was a, <laughs> he was a man among boys. Oh yeah, stuff he was just and couldn't. He he was quick. He was fast. When nobody could stop him, couldn't nobody could guard him. And I I I, I and I always think about us. Uh, about Denny Crow, Denny Crow would always say, "Be quick, but don't hurry." Mm-hmm. So I would say the same thing. You can get you you can get good guards, but you got to get the guard that fits what you want to do, fits your system, and that's what people, you know, people look past. Oh, no, you, it, it has to be the person that fits what you want to do, and, and and sometimes it's hard to do, it and it takes more time. But there's so many people in there; they will get the they will get the right person. It ain't no doubt in my mind. It's just taking a little time. So that's why I don't sweat. I don't. I don't trip on these kids. And then, well, he didn't. He should have No, you got to get the person that fits what you want to do. Okay, you know how many high-profile guards are out there? But if they don't fit your system, it ain't no sense of going after them. They're not gonna work. They're not gonna fit what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And then what you will get, you will get uh, division and confusion. And, you know, and, and just like. I think I, I look at uh, uh, I think about uh, Haley Van List. Yes, she was a tremendous person. She was all that, and then she put the uh, not dis- do not disturb. But she already knows where she wants to go. And here's here, here's where I, this is this is my 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 thought. And she wanted to get closer to home, but uh, obviously her parents had money. If they was they was coming to all the games, they got a little bit little, little bit of jack. Oh yeah. But here's what I think. Here's here's what I think. She I don't know. She may end up. But this is what my thought. I think she can probably end up at Stanford. If she, if she wants to win the championship, she yeah. ain't going to South Carolina, and she ain't going to LSU, and we know the reason why. Too much color. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's call it like it is. Let's call it. I mean, it's not that, not that she probably wouldn't fit in, but I don't see her going to. If she, want, if, if she really, really, really wants a championship, those are the two places she would need to go, but I don't see her going to. I still going to somewhere like Stanford. Stanford's got a great they got a great women's team. And that would be that would be more of her element, I think. Yeah, well, we'll see. That's the one thing about Haley is that Haley definitely seems to be the type. I I think that she would fit in well anywhere, whether she went to LSU, whether she went to South Carolina, if she wanted to go that route. I don't think that. I agree with you. I think that she's going to opt to go back out west. I think Stanford would be a perfect fit for her, uh, not only just because it gets her closer to home, but Stanford needs guards. They They got all them big redwood trees. On the court, Absolutely. but they don't have anybody that can dribble and shoot the ball. <laughs> I mean, right. that, that that was the reason that Ole Miss was able to knock them off. You know, in the uh, tournament was because they basically just put everybody in the middle and dared Stanford to shoot the ball. You know, and, right. and, and I think Absolutely. I think Haley Haley would would fit in there well. But I mean, she's going to go somewhere. You know, absolutely. And, and, and I'm gonna tell you, you know, I I I, I keep listening to our, our friend. Uh, Lamar, I, I just hope he gets where he wants to be. Somebody get this pay the man. Quit all this BS. Well, pay the man. They gave him a new weapon. It was very interesting this week, and we, you know, it was definitely just about to get into that. OBJ. Odell Beckham, he's he's there now. So it seems like there is definitely a change in the temperature of how the Ravens are handling this whole situation. Because you're not going to go out and give Odell Beckham Jr. $13 million 
uh, if you aren't planning on Lamar Jackson being your quarterback. I, I think that we right. are going to start to see some momentum move towards Lamar getting a new contract done, in my personal opinion. Absolutely. And, and, the, and the thing of it is, whether they want to admit it or not, they know he's the man. Yeah. And I don't know why they keep on BSing. You know, I'm going to get somebody so, 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 so. I don't care who you get in the draft. They're not going to do what he do. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like it is. He, he's one of the best. And, and see what, you know what it is. I, I go back from the very beginning from when he started all his quarterbacks. Well, well, he, he, he can move the receiver. He got small hands. All this old BS. But the thing, what he, what he did in three years, Ain't none of none of that was done it. Oh, not at all. No. It was just like the commentary from Ben Roethlisberger saying that, well, you know, Lamar Jackson, you know, he's a great runner, but he doesn't you don't fear him throwing from the pocket. But in the, the years that Lamar Jackson has been in the NFL, if you put his and Big Ben stats side by side, Lamar Jackson was a better pocket passing quarterback than Big Ben has been in his career. Exactly. <laughs> That's that's exactly right, and you know another another, another thing they just don't want to they just don't want to recognize he's a different type of athlete. Yeah. He's not the prototypical, I just say it, prototypical white ball pocket passer. He's not that. No, he will never be. The, but what he does, he he does have a command of the pocket. Absolutely. He does what he needs to do. They can't do what he does, but he can do what they do. They can't run, so they have to stay in the pocket. And he's, doing it, and he's doing it without they, any they, weapons. Exactly. And, and that's what's so amazing. He's doing it throwing to tight ends and running backs. Well, hey, and I, tell, exactly. and I tell y'all what, man, <clears throat> with getting Odell Beckham Jr., <clears throat> they say that he's the healthiest he's been in probably the last four or five years. If you can have a healthy Odell, you can get Rashad Bateman back healthy, and they still expect that the Ravens are going to take either Quentin Johnston, the the big time wide receiver from TCU, or Zay Flowers, yeah. uh, the the uh, the wide receiver from uh, Boston College, and we know how good he is. If they have that trio, you know, if they have that trio of Bateman. Odell Beckham and Quentin Johnston or Zay Flowers. Now Lamar Jackson has some legit uh, threats exactly. on the outside to go along with Andrews at tight end. Now you're exactly. talking about something. Exactly, because like 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 I told a buddy, he argued to me today. He argued me that already that man, you stupid. You come that man. That man is all that. Yeah, Andrews is tough. Yeah. You need to go on back where you came from. You don't know nothing about no football. You just talking stupid. Yeah, because like, <laughs> like if you look at all the other elite quarterbacks in the league, where it's Burrow, uh, you know, where there's uh, my man Josh Allen's Mahomes, like they all right. have top flight number one wide receivers exactly. to go to that can bail them out. You know, Josh Allen's has exactly. DeAndre Hopkins. You can just throw the ball up, even though he's triple covered. And you can, you know, have a pretty good chance that he's going to come down with the ball, right? You you have, exactly. you know, next-level wide receivers. And that's something Lamar has never had. I mean, the, the best wide exactly. receiver he's had was Hollywood. I'm about to drop the pass to James Brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And, and people, I don't, you know, I just listen to the, oh, man. I listen to these, I call them fools. You know, I, and these owners and all these people, well, <laughs> and and and, they, and we talked about it. It was collusion. Why would you not? Okay, you ain't gonna find nobody in the draft. You know what's the problem? We don't want to guarantee. 
Your money's guaranteed, ain't it? Oh yeah. Like it is. Oh yeah. You 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 not, what you what you gonna lose? Nothing. You you billionaires. What if what if what what little bit he wants? That ain't gonna be a drop in your bucket. Absolutely. You know. But, but the thing of it, I I I told the buddy, me and him had the great debate. I said, okay, well take take all the brothers out of the NFL. What you got? Nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, and that's why I said, I mean, at the end of the day, the Ravens are not going to let Lamar walk out the door, and I think that they understood that Lamar put a lot of uh, social pressure and public pressure on the organization, and I think that they are finally understanding that you're not going to bully Lamar into doing something he doesn't want to do. You need to get some act right, and if you don't get any act right, he's not going to play. And I think right. this Odell Beckham Jr. signing is a signal that the Ravens are finally kind of, you know, bowing their heads, exactly. sucking it up, getting some humility and understanding that Lamar Jackson is the face of your franchise and you need to start exactly. respecting him. And I think and that the they, they've, been, they've been very disrespectful to him and they're finally right. starting to get show him some respect. Right. And then, you know, and, and, and he's, he's – Still young, twenty six. Yeah, he's not, he's, he's a top of the line. And for the few times that he's been injured, but he hasn't had any major, major injuries. No, but that, but, but that happens uh, because of what you don't have in place. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you got it. You got all the pressure on him, but you're not doing nothing to improve your product. Yeah. You, and and if you do that, if he's got the weapons that he needs. You 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 you'll see what he can do. He he's just a run. That man is not just a runner. Hell, he what he what he 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 got what ten thousand yards here when he was a U of L. Yeah. So obviously he, the man can pass. Oh no, the throws that, that Lamar can make. People people always when you look at Lamar, his ability to throw the ball under pressure was as good as anybody in the league last year. Uh, you know, in terms of being able to, when you have a uh, the the rush coming down on you and, and your percentage to be able to complete passes, he he was top five in the league. Lamar Jackson has been one of the best passers in the NFL. Just about every year he's been in Absolutely. the game. People, it's like I said, it's always the same thing, man. It's the magic trick. They want you to focus on the running to try to disparage or take away from what he is as a passer. And the you know right. the Ravens know it. The rest of the NFL knows it. All they they're biggest thing is they don't want to set the standard of these young men getting fully guaranteed deals and that's all right. it comes down to and they're trying to utilize Lamar Jackson as some sort of uh, you know example and Lamar's not having it and, and I love the way he's handled the whole situation even Odell Beckham said look I'm coming here but there was no guarantee that Lamar Jackson was going to be here and I think that's a signal that Lamar says look you all can do whatever you want to do to start you know, trying to act like you got some sense, but I'm still not going to cave on my stance that I want my money. And he right. deserves that. Absolutely. He, he deserves, deserves it. it. And, 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 you know, I, I back him 1,000% with that. And whether it's with the Ravens or whether it's somebody else, Lamar is not going to take any more shorts, and I don't blame him. Right, and he shouldn't, and he don't have to. But, and I just want one last, one, one, one last more, uh, comment. Yes, sir. Uh, the foot, uh, our, our football team, I think we're going to be all right. 
Well, hey, we, we are less than a week out. Next Friday is the spring game. Uh, so, you know, exactly. uh, Pierce Clarkson uh, made his debut yesterday. Uh, he's now yep. healthy and practicing with the rest of the quarterbacks, with Jack Plummer and, and the rest of the guys. So it was awesome to see him out there. I think it's going to be very important uh, that, you know, Pierce gets as many reps as he can, as he can uh, and we right. can kind of start to see that development. I'm hopeful that he can be a part of the spring game festivities. But, no, I agree with you, Wayne, like the excitement. Haven Harrington is 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 just about as giddy as a schoolgirl uh, thinking about what this football team Haven, can be this year. Did you? Did you, you? I know you didn't say that about Haven. Oh, ha- Haven's so happy. He, he he's so happy, Wayne. Like he don't even want to talk. Like he gets so annoyed when I come in here talking about basketball. Haven wants two hours of football conversation. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> he he wants breaking down the depth chart and everything. You you know what. You know, with with with, with the initials H H, what we said, uh, heavenly heaven and heal. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that means. Hey, hey, we we hey, know what that means. Hey, hey, man, is hyped. No, but I, pre- oh, I appreciate yeah, it, Wayne. Th- th- thanks so I much. I y'all going to be at the game next week, aren't you? Uh, well, you know, we will actually be attending. You know, we just had the, the folks on from the Gallup Gala. I think what we may be actually. Right, I heard that. Uh, I think we might pop our head into the spring game for a hot little second before we uh, make our way. So we may be a little overdressed for the spring game. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to we'll definitely try to get out there. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll, if y'all do, you know, I'll be looking for you. I appreciate it. as always. It's always, man. You you guys are the best. We we go back a long, long. What's the song? Here, here's a, here's a classic for you. Uh, Bloodstone. Uh, we we go a long way back. Oh yeah. We go a long way back. <laughs> <laughs> put that put that one on your playlist. Wow, I love it. Hey, I appreciate <laughs> it. Wayne. I, I go I go in and pull one out for you. <laughs> <laughs> but Haven. And Sean and, and, and Joe and never see him again. Man, you got you guys are the best and I and I always holler my boy uh uh uh, uh I can't even think J- he was just on Jay Jay. Yeah, definitely. You know, you know man, you know I love you guys to death and I enjoy you, man. It's just it's just good, good in- interactions. And when you when you're around good people, good things happen. That's it. That's it. Absolutely. And, and like what 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 they say in the church, we'll just have to uh what is it? Uh Disagree or what? We have to be able to disagree. What you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. Agree to disagree. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But it's, it's all in good fun. It's, it's all in good humor. But at, at the end of the day, guys, you know I always say when I end the call, go college. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Wayne. There we go. Hey, and that's a good spot. We're gonna go ahead and hit this last break. When we come back. The NBA playoffs are now ready. We got games starting this afternoon. I'm super excited about that. I got some thoughts. Can the Los Angeles Lakers make a run? Everybody's trying to hype them up. I don't know if I'm trying to hear that, y'all. We'll be back. Big X Sports Radio. Wake up 502. Life, I wonder, wonder, will it take me under? I don't know, I don't know. Imagine smoking weed in the street.
without cops harassing. Imagine going to court with no trial. Lifestyle cruising blue behind my waters. No welfare supporters. More conscious of the way we raise our daughters. Days are shorter, nights are colder. Feeling like life is over. These snakes strike like a cobra. The world's hot, my son got knocked. Evidently, it's elementary. They want us all gone eventually. Trooping out of state for a plate. Knowledge, if coke was cooked without the garbage, we'd all have the top dollars. Imagine everybody flashing, fashion, designer clothes. Lacing your click up with diamond rolls. Your people's holding dough, no parole, no rubbers. Going raw, imagine law with no undercovers. Just some thoughts for the mind. I take a glimpse into time, watch the blimp read, the world is mine. If I Welcome back, welcome back in last segment of the day. Wake up 502, Rashawn Myers, Haven Heron, take care of you. 96.1, Big Exports Radio. Uh, have had, it's been a very spirited and very, very exciting uh, morning, as always. And uh, while Nas is trying to wonder if he ruled the world, who's going to rule the NBA, Haven Harrington? We finally got our matchup set up. Did you like how I did that transition? That was, uh, like, that was beautiful. That was professional, wasn't it? <laughs> it's like you've done this before. It's like a couple times. But, you know, it, it, we finally have our matchups. Uh, the, N, the NBA is topsy-turvy. Uh, the two teams that were sitting at the top of the Eastern Conference uh, or near the top of the Eastern Conference last year, the Nets and the 76ers, are now facing off. Uh, in, in in a matchup, um, there's so many very odd matchups this year. Teams that you thought that were good that aren't any good. Teams that you, you know, that were bad that now all of a sudden you know you have the Sacramento Kings as the number one seed in the Western Conference. I don't know what is happening with the playoffs. So, so just to give you a prime example, of what I'm talking about, Haven Harrington, you have the Sacramento Kings. Uh, coming into this, that you know, the, this is the first time the Sacramento Kings have made the the playoffs since I believe Chris Webber was on the team. So just to give you that, that idea of how long it's been for the Kings since they made any sort of noise, uh, but you have the Sacramento Kings facing off against the defending champions in the the Golden State Warriors. This is a first round matchup. The Kings are, are, you know, are, are the top seed uh, out of the West, and now all of a sudden they're having to play the champs. You know, I mean, I just there's so many odd matchups. Of course, Donovan Mitchell and the Cleveland Cavaliers are taking on the the Knicks. Uh, of course, everybody remembers Donovan Mitchell was supposed to get traded to New York this offseason, but Danny Ainge basically screwed over the Knicks and, and kind of thumbed his nose at them because the Knicks wouldn't give up you know, everything in the kitchen sink to get Donovan. So he, out of spite, uh, traded him to the Cleveland Cavaliers. So now the son of New York comes home, has an opportunity to knock off the Knicks, and that would send Knicks fans like our own Joe Kelly into the crazy farm if Donovan Mitchell can get that done. So all the Knicks fans are very, very apprehensive about the fact that they're having to face Donovan in the first round of playoffs. Uh, Donovan getting the Cavaliers back to the playoffs for the first time since LeBron James uh, was on the uh, roster. So uh, can't wait for that one. The other matchup of the day, Hawks and Celtics. Yeah, that that one should be uh, the Hawks were just lucky to make it like the Hawks were a team. I don't even know. Like they they got they fired their head coach. They brought in Quinn Snyder, the former Utah Jazz coach with like a month left in the regular season, which is something I've never really seen before. Like Quinn Snyder took over the team 
as the new main head coach. I've never really heard of a coach starting with his new team before the end of the season. But some kind of way, the Hawks have made it. Quinn Snyder has gotten the Hawks and Trey Young into the tur- into the playoffs, uh, and they're going to face off against the Celtics. I don't anticipate that being a very long uh, series. Um, uh, the, the Celtics should take, of that, take care of that one. Then we have the matchup that we've all been waiting for. Starting on Sunday, ABC. Yeah, it, it might as well be WrestleMania. In one corner... You have the upstart Grizzlies, Dylan Brooks, the man that everybody hates, John Morant, the dude that's waving around guns on Instagram, getting suspended. You have the drama that is the the Grizzlies taking on the Los Angeles Lakers, okay, the team that everybody wants to act like, you know, they can win a championship. How can we get Grandpa LeBron another title? We, we've seen it before. We have the backdrop of Shannon Sharp and Dylan Brooks trying to get into fights on the sidelines. You have the, the background of the fact that the Memphis Grizzlies just don't really like the Lakers. So this is going to be the must-watch series of the first round. And I cannot wait for it. I'm all about it. I'm super excited about it. The Lakers shouldn't even have been playing the Grizzlies because the the Minnesota Timberwolves had the Lakers beat the other night. And choked it away. And choked it away. They only scored 36 points in the second half against the Lakers. And the Lakers are crappy. Okay, so for all you all that think that the Lakers are about to make this run, that's not going to happen. The Grizzlies are going to dog walk the Lakers. I really hope they do. They I, should. I, they, they really should. Like, the Lakers are not a good team. Like, that game the other night between the T-Wolves and the Lakers was like the worst basketball I've ever seen. Like, I, I just I, – I am so tired of all the hype. Like, and people always say I'm a, I'm a LeBron hater. You say I'm a LeBron hater. Because you are. <laughs> okay. You are definitely a LeBron hater. Just because I don't think LeBron is the greatest basketball player of all time. He's not. He's the greatest basketball not. player of his generation. I agree with that. Like, so how, how am I a hater? When I agree with that, how does that make me a hater, Avon Harrington? That's because you still think Kevin Durant's better when he's not. I don't. Okay, I think Kevin Durant's a better player right now than LeBron James. That's like without a doubt. Oh, yeah, right now. I mean, he is. Like, he's the best. Yeah, I mean, it's it's argued. He was the first player to ever have to average over 30 points per game while averaging, like, shooting over 50% from the field, 40% from three, and 90% from the free throw line. Something crazy like that. Like, he's the first person to ever do that. Um, you know, so, like, Kevin Durant is, is, is ridiculous right now. And, of course, he's going to be playing with the uh, Phoenix Suns, who also are back in there. Chris Paul making his last big-time push at it. The Suns are taking on the Clippers. How old is Chris Paul now, anyway? Like, about uh, 75? Uh, he's got to be, like, 37, 36, 80, 37. Like he's old. Like Chris, the guy's been in the league forever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember him back in Wake Forest uh, punching Julius Hodge in the jewels. <laughs> <laughs> back when he was at Wake Forest. I hated him no, then. No, to me, like, the most interesting thing about this playoffs, and it hasn't even happened yet, but what I find most interesting is that, just like you, I listen to a lot of sports talk radio. Yes, and everybody's always asking, especially in larger markets, you know, on a nat- especially the national guys, all they talk about is in NBA, NFL, and that's pretty much about it. And I, and I always ask the listeners like, who's going to win? Who'd you pick? And like almost nobody, like, almost every show I listen to, nobody has picked either of the number one seeds. Yeah, no, at all. It's like nobody has picked the number one seeds. Like everybody's picking like 
the Golden State Warriors. I'm like, why? <laughs> like, really? The oh, the Milwaukee Bucks are the most disrespected number one seed. Like, they get like zero respect. Like nobody gives them a chance. And, and and I and actually the, the 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 Sacramento Kings did fall out of first place. The Denver Nuggets, who are also playing horrible basketball, are actually the number one seed. Like so much so, in fact, that people are actually picking the Timberwolves to possibly beat the Nuggets. Like they felt that the Lakers would have been favored in the series if the Lakers would have ended up with the eighth seed. Lakers ended up moving into the seventh seed to play the Grizzlies, but had they lost, they said that the Lakers were actually going to be a betting favorite in Vegas to beat. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, nobody believes in the Nuggets. Everybody, I don't know what it is about the Milwaukee Bucks, but I think it's because they've kind of struggled with the Celtics. Like, the Bucks can beat everybody else, but they just can't seem to beat the Boston Celtics. Like, that's the one team that, for whatever reason, they just can't beat. But conversely, Boston Celtics can't beat the, the, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Like, so it's very, it's a very odd playoff this year. It's very weird. Like, there's really no great teams. You know, I expect a lot of people to pick the Suns to win it all once they got KD. And I I really expect that to happen. But, like, nobody's, like, really, like, on the Suns bandwagon. Everybody's kind of like, eh, maybe next year. I'll tell you, if the Suns can get by the Clippers, and I and I think they will because Paul George isn't gonna, supposed to be cleared to play. He's still coming back from his injury. Um, so I do expect the Phoenix Suns to get by the Clippers. And if they do, I definitely think they're going to beat the Nuggets. If the Nuggets get there, like, I don't know what's wrong with the Nuggets. I, a, I don't know how they got the number one seed. Like, it still is just odd to hear that the Denver Nuggets are the number one seed. But even if they do, um, yeah, the Phoenix Suns are going to dog walk uh, Denver. Like that's gonna happen. So I think that the Suns are going to make the final, um, the the, the uh, Eastern Conference final. But then the question mark is, you know, who are they gonna play? Is it gonna be the Grizzlies or the Kings? Um, you know, I, or or the Warriors? You know, who knows? I mean, the Warriors. I don't really know what to make of the Warriors. The Warriors spent half of the season thinking that they may horrible. not even make the uh, the tournament, the they, playoffs. They, they were horrible, but all of a sudden, everybody's like, <laughs> they're the best team going. It's just it's weird. It's weird. Plus, it's, let, it's, let me ask you this. Weird. This is one of the things I wanted to ask you about. It happened earlier in the week. So the New Orleans Pelicans were facing an elimination game. Okay, uh, they were facing an elimination game. They had won their uh, first game and had the opportunity to uh, make the playoff if they got the win as the eight seed. Okay, and. Zion Williamson is warming up. Well, first of all, he had conversation uh, the day prior. They interviewed him, and he said, yeah, you know, I'm back at 100%, but I'm not going to really play until I feel like Zion. I don't feel like Zion. So with the Pelicans' whole season on the, uh, you know, on the table, (laughs) Zion is out. Before the game, going through workouts, I saw these shooting jump shots, windmill dunks, and everything else. Then proceeds to go sit down on the sidelines and watch the Pelicans get eliminated from playoff contention. After saying that he was 100% but because he didn't feel like Zion, he wasn't going to play. Like what? <laughs> like, what are we doing in the NBA right now? Like, You know, like, I'm old, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm very old. I'm I'm not very old, but I'm I'm 49. And you know, there's a certain aspects about this generation 
this new generation of basketball players I just love. The athleticism, the size now, the the things they can do, it's just it's just phenomenal. But this softness, it's just killing me. It's soft, right? I mean it's just like you know, I almost wanna you know like I almost wish this was like eighty five and he did something like this. One of his some of his teammates would come over there and literally punch him in the gut. And like nothing oh, happened. CJ McCollum was pissed. You know, because another thing is, you know, it's like so like you know, like 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 Rudy Gobert gets a little pushing contest and he gets suspended for a game, whatever, because he fought his own teammate. That would never happen in the eighties and nineties. <laughs> like ever. Like ever happen. It's like you push your own teammate get in a fight, be like, eh. Right. Whatever. You know, like somebody should literally walk over to him, kick him in the nuts, and give him a stone cold Steve Austin stunner, like right there in the logo. And then drop the people's up on them afterwards. I just, I like, I call it, you know what I call it, Haven? It's, it's the Kyrie Irving effect. Well, like, Kyrie Irving was the first dude to me. I don't blame Kyrie. Well, this is the, because I, before Kyrie, I had never really seen an athlete that always put himself before the team. Ben Simmons, who? Right. And, and, and it's continued to, like, be pervasive. And you know when it first started? When Kyrie Irving was with the Duke Blue Devils and Kyrie decided he tweaked his ankle or something and didn't play the whole season. But then was like, you know what? I guess I'll play a little bit in the turn in the in the NCAA tournament. I come back for a little bit and just play. But Kyrie basically just did whatever he wanted and said, screw Coach K. I don't care. I'm Kyrie. And he was kind of the first dude. And then we saw what happened with the whole Brooklyn Nets situation. With Kyrie, and it's like this attitude has started to become like if I feel uncomfortable, and and this is not a commentary against or being anti uh, mental health, okay? Because I understand that sometimes people are not there mentally, and they have to step away from their chosen game, uh, you know, or chosen sport to kind of work on personal things, and I'm okay with that. But guys that just say. Well, like, I don't want to, if Zion is not going to play, if you want to get a workout, go ask, you know, go to the training center. Go like, hide out someplace. Yeah, they have, they have practice courts in the facilities. Go to the practice court. Don't come out on the main court in front of your fans and in front of your team doing all these windmill dunks and then be like, ah, oh, no, I don't really don't feel like playing, though. I'm just going to sit over Man, there. I don't feel, can you imagine – like everybody's no, no, eighty-two stop. game season, right? Everybody's hurt. Can 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 you imagine if Craig Hodge just looked at Jordan and was like, "Dude, yeah, you know what, Jay, I ain't feeling it." Right. I'm just sit down right I, here. I don't feel like Craig Hodges today. Yeah, I, I don't feel like Craig Hodges. It ain't happening for me. I, I'm I'm not playing. He would get punched right in the jaw right there. <laughs> and there's no doubt in my mind he would literally just get punched in the jaw. Can you imagine doing like on the on a Bad Boys Pistons team? Yeah, Lambeer, I just, I'm not feeling it. I don't think I'm going to play. And that'd be like the last thing you would say. And you wake up someplace in somebody's hospital <laughs> trying to figure out, it's a Tuesday? <laughs> I just, I, I. I don't get him. You saw guys like Willis Reed, like near death. Yes. Come back and well, play. Well, because you know? they felt some sort of um, responsibility to their team to be there. This is the playoff. This is where yeah, they go home. Mary Bird, who threw his back out trying to pave his own driveway, <laughs> you know, like, out there still trying to play. Yes. I mean, like, I, I, it just doesn't make any sense. I'm just like, you are – it's almost like Ben Simmons. He was like, yeah, I, I know I'm 100%, but 
I just don't feel like it. What's mean you don't feel like it? Right. Like, I, I, I just don't, don't feel like I'm here. Like I mean, it. Ben Simmons refused to play for the Philadelphia 76ers. Man, I would have spat whatever black was left off of him. Like, <laughs> like, like, that's why right, right, right off of him. You know, and that's why sometimes, and I hate, hate to be violent. I know I'm talking about smacking people all the time and kicking people in the nuts and stone cold. And, you know, <laughs> give them a stone cold Steve Austin stunner. Or the diamond cutter, if you prefer, Diamond Dallas Page. Uh, you know, I, I get it, but, I mean, you know. It's soft, I mean, man. yeah, these guys are soft. It's soft. These guys are beyond. You just look at them, it's like, maybe this FEMA movement is just infected everybody's little brains. Like, I mean, it, it just, like to me, parasite. I don't know how you go back into that locker room. Like, after the Pelicans lost their elimination game in the 9-10 game, like, how do you go back into that locker room and look at your team? It's like, you know, that's, that's, that sucks for y'all. Like, I think the, the whole dynamics of the team element seem to be changing. Like, players are now, like like I said, I, I believe in power to the players, but the stuff like this that Zion's doing, like, what if the, the Pelicans decided, you know what, we ain't going to cash your, you know, we ain't going to cash your checks or send you your, your paycheck until we feel like you're Zion Williamson. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. We're having to pay you this this hefty, hefty salary, and you're sitting on the sidelines as we get eliminated because you say you just don't feel like you? I'm like, well, you know what? I'm just going to play the real Zion Williamson. So when that dude shows up, you let me know. Yeah, I just I, – I'm I, not going to pay the fake, the fake Zion Williamson, nor am I going to pay the fake Ben Simmons. It, it disappointed me, man. It, it, it disappointed it's, it's me. Just, it's just painful. It's like, like low management. It's like, you know, guys taking time off. For no, yeah, for not, not healthy scratches. Yeah. You know, you got these NBA fans. Like they say, when LeBron James it comes to town, that dude, those tickets for whatever city he's in sell out because everybody wants to see LeBron. So when LeBron is a healthy scratch, quote unquote, for low management, and, you know, you have little kids that maybe this is the first time they were ever, and, you know, only time Imagine they may ever see LeBron. never low managed nothing. You know? I'm well, just saying. It just, he was fat magic, but still just fat like. Magic. He was fat magic when he came back. <laughs> I, it just it's very it's very disappointing. I, I'm I'm very I'm very disappointed in in just the the softness that is has entered our our sports ranks. Um, I mean, I remember the good old days when guys like Kareem Abdul Jabbar can punch a dude right in the throat because he elbowed him and like not one foul was called. Yeah, you know, Kurt Rambis got clotheslines. <laughs> By the by, the Celtics, and they were like common foul. Like that was the good old days. It was like that one foul was called. Like, oh well, it's got to be tough. Rub some dirt on it, man. Come on, y'all. Right. But hey, check out all of the playoff action, y'all. You know we, that that we love it. And a lot of places don't talk uh, NBA, but you know that that's right in our wheelhouse. We're I love NBA it. And wrestling, and, and, we've everything. Oh, speaking of wrestling, congratulations to my buddy's daughter, Billy Starks. She signed a big contract with AEW. There we go. Congratulations. Hey, Haven Harrington, I know we got to get out of here. I appreciate you. Glad to see you back in studio. Thank you, sir. Magic's better than Kobe. (laughs) Whatever. Hey, we out. (laughs) Big X.